0: Well, good morning. Welcome again to the Indy Vineyard. We're so glad you're here. Um, Many of you are here today because you know it's uh, uh, the day for child dedications. It's a particularly joyous day at the Vineyard, though every day is joyful. Nate's really happy back there. Hi, Nate. (laughs) Uh, If I could ask the the families who are dedicating children this morning, come on up. And Heather will sort of uh, align you in the back right here behind me. Go ahead and come on up with your kids. They can scream and yell as much as they want. While they're coming forward, let me give you a little bit of an explanation of uh, why we do child dedications at the vineyard and specifically what we're looking to do here this morning. In 1 Samuel 1, we read about Hannah who longed for a child, and God blessed her with a child. And then verse 26 of 1 Samuel 1, she dedicates her son Samuel to the Lord, saying, "I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of Him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given to the Lord." In Luke two, right after the birth of Jesus, we see Joseph and Mary, and um, and they bring Jesus to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. So today is an opportunity for some of our parents here at the Vineyard to do the same thing, to dedicate their children before the Lord and the Church and declare their desire to bring them up as believers and receive the support of the church as they do so. So these parents are coming to us today to dedicate their children to God, making a commitment to raising them in an environment that honors God and points them to Jesus. So it's our opportunity as a church gathered here this morning to commit to these families to be encouragers in parenting, in prayer, and in support. We're praying that these children will come into a growing relationship with Jesus at an early age and commit to partner with them as they love and lead the children that God's given to them. So uh, I'm going to um, turn here and uh, ask a couple questions of the parents, sort of give them a charge. They'll get to say their hearty we do's and we wills. And then I'll turn to the congregation and also ask for your commitment to these uh, parents and families. Okay. Wow, you guys are beautiful. <laughs> All right. Okay, to the parents. Do you now present these children in dedication to God, seeking God's blessing upon them and your household? If so, say boldly, we do. We do. Right. And will you dedicate yourself to praying for your children and raising them in a home surrounded by the love of God and the knowledge of his son, Jesus? If so, say, will you make teaching your children about Jesus a priority in your home? If so, say, we will. Okay. Church gathered, would you stand if you're comfortably able to do so? And I will put the charge to you. Will you, the body of Christ gathered here at the Indy Vineyard Church this morning, commit yourselves to these families by prayer, by encouraging these parents in Christian community, and by providing a place in the church for children to learn what it means to love and follow Jesus? If so, say boldly, we will. (laughs) <laughs> we got a little help from the kids <laughs> okay all
1: right and I'm gonna go ahead. you guys can sit down thank you um so we'll start and I'll call them forward and they're going to share a little bit about their why they're dedicating their kids and then I'm going to read a declaration over them so we'll start with Natalie Koontz do either of you want to if you will either of you want to share about why you're
2: dedicating We just feel like it's the best thing we could do for Natalie.
1: That's great. That's great. Natalie Hazel Coates, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your child. Oh, this gets me every time. I bless your childhood. I bless your teens and your adult life. Natalie, I bless, your, bless you with a long and fruitful life. Natalie, your name means in Latin the birth of the Lord, and Hazel is a flower, flower, flowering bush. You will walk in the love of God, drawing others to come close, to, close and be consumed by God's love. You will be strong and courageous, and your walk will, with God will be marked by your courage. You will always know the fiery love of God, and this will be the place your courage comes from. Natalie, I bless you to carry the love of God wherever you go and give it away to those around you. And I bless you to stay in his love. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ has loved us and given us, given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Natalie, Kuntz, Natalie Hazel Koontz, I remind you this day that you are the beloved daughter of Rocky and Nicole, and they are well-pleased with you. I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Noah, and Levi.
0: We love Jesus, and we want our children to love Jesus. <laughs> um, and we can't do it by ourselves, so um, we need our community and our family and our friends. So that's why we're dedicating them.
1: That's awesome. I'll start with Noah. Noah. Noah, Victor, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Noah, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Noah, your name means rest or response, and Victor it means conqueror. Noah, I see you leaning against Jesus, resting your head in his arm. Your rest, you will rest in who he is. Your, excuse me, your rest in who he is will be where you find your greatest victory. You will abandon the hurry and the pace of how most people live, and you will sit and linger with Jesus. You already carry joy and peace, which is a fruit of a life lived with Jesus. So Noah, I bless you to know the nearness of Jesus and enjoy his presence all of your life. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Exodus thirty-three, fourteen. Noah Victor Veach I remind you this day that you are the beloved son of Sam and Heather, and they are well pleased with you. I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you want to hold that one? Oh. And now we're going to do Levi. Hi. Hi, buddy. Levi Jordan, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Levi, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Levi, your your name means joined. And before before I looked up Jordan, I immediately thought of the Jordan River. I see you like a tributary that brings the love of Jesus to people around you. You have the heart of an an evangelist. And what may may be a challenge for some will be a joy for you. I see you like John the Baptist truly being unbothered by the world around you and what you don't have and what you have. You have a singular mission in your heart that burns for people to know Jesus. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me and out of him will flow rivers of living water. John seven thirty seven thirty eight. 38. Levi, Jordan, feet, I remind you today that you are the beloved son of Sam and Heather. They are well pleased with you. I seal this blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Felix! Oh! Little Felix, Oscar! Would you guys like to share? Just why you wanted to? Because we. <laughs> if you want to share with So we decided to dedicate him because we both grew up in a church ourselves, me in Tennessee and Philip here. So it means a lot to us for him to lead the life following God and making sure that he's on the right path with a lot of help along the way. That's awesome. awesome. Felix Oscar, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Felix, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Felix, your name means happy, and Oscar is God's spear. Felix your joy will be like an arrow into the hearts of the afflicted and the brokenhearted it will be an arrow that will be healing and your words will be an ar- will be armed for battle not to fight but rather to bring life and encouragement you will walk in great wisdom and at a young age you will know the voice of god you will be familiar with him and by his voice you will be comfortable sharing his words to other you are a prophet for your generation and the fruit of your life will be marked by his voice when he is taught when what Excuse me. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and he, and his sheep follow them because they know his voice. John ten four. Felix Oscar McGill. I remind you this day that you are the beloved son of Philip and Kirsten, and they are well pleased with you. I seal this blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Asher. Asher James. Yes, exactly. Would you like to say something? (laughs) Say it. You got lots of words. I can see it. Asher James, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Asher, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Asher, your name means blessed or happy, and J means one who supersedes or replaces something else. You, Asher, will be one that in the midst of life you will rejoice and be glad. Your circumstances and the people around you will not dictate the loyalty you have to Jesus and the praise that he is due in all things. You carry the lightheartedness for being with the Father, and your life will be marked by devotion to the heart of the Father and the spirit of adoption. You will show others how to feast at the table of God's goodness. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Philippians 4.4. Yes, Asher James Smith, I remind you this day that you are the beloved son of Josh and Shoshana, and they are well pleased with you. And I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Stella. Nice. I love the handoff. That was the beloved sister whom we bless. (laughs) Stella, Jane, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Stella, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Stella, your name means star, and Jane means God is gracious. I saw a picture of you walking and being led by the the gracious nature of God. Like the star he gave the wise men to lead them to Jesus, you will know the kind and gracious nature of Jesus to lead you by his light. You will walk in the light of the kingdom, and in doing so, you will lead others to follow along with you. Your life will be marked by times when you experience the physical light and stand in the gracious, gracious nearness of Jesus. He will be your dearest friend, and you will trust him. That friendship and trust will take you places that many won't go. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, 5. Stella Jane Lucas, I remind you this day that you are the beloved daughter of Connor and Julia, and they are well pleased with you. And I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Joelle and Asa. Hi, Miss Joelle. How are you? Joel Selah, Selah, excuse me. I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Joel, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Joel, your name means Jehovah is God, and God will be willing. I see you having an encounter with Jesus that will shape the rest of your life. You will be marked by knowing the true nature of God, who he is, and what he, was do- what he is doing. You will give hope to the hopeless as you herald out the truth of what God is willing to do. There is a gentleness in your truth in their truth like the shepherd that will lead the hurting and loss back into the arms of the good shepherd. As you remind as you remind them who he is and is gen and how generous he is, you become my delicious feast when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of ho- the Holy Spirit, and you give me all that I could drink until my cup overflows. Psalm twenty-three five. Joelle Selakastic, I remind you this day that you are the beloved daughter of Jimmy and Tori, and they are well pleased with you. And I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Asa, Victor, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless the day, I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Asa, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Asa, Asa, your name means healer, and victor means conqueror. Asa, the joy that you'll walk in is a mantle of authority, and your laughter and joy will usher in a shift into the atmosphere and will bring in healing, even at a young age. Asa, your life will be marked by great faith in seeing the impossibilities bow to the name of Jesus. You carry the joy and peace your generation is longing for, and your life will be spent being, being yourself and giving away these healing, life-giving shit gifts. And in doing so, you will, be, you will be an unexpected warrior and conqueror. You make known to me the path of life, and you f- will fill me with the joy in your presence, with the eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 1611. Asa Victor Kastic, I remind you this day that you are the beloved son of Jimmy and Tori, and they are well pleased with you. I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Caleb. Hi, buddy. such big blue eyes. Caleb, Stephen, I bless you. I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. Caleb, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Caleb, your name means wholehearted and Stephen means crown. The Lord has crowned you, Caleb, with the gr- with grace of wholeheartedness. You will give your heart to Jesus in ways that will cause others to be jealous. Being undivided will be the longing of your heart to be one with God in his ways and in his heart. You will carry the reality of wholehearted devoted wholehearted devotion to the kingdom of God. And walking in the reality of him, living in you, and you in him. I in them, and you in me, that they may become one perfectly, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as I loved them. John 17, 23. Caleb, Stephen Holmes, I remind you this day that you are the beloved son of Michael and Carrie, and they are well pleased with you. I seal this blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I was handing it to him. (laughs) Levi. woo (laughs) Levi Emerson, I bless the day of your conception. I bless the day of your birth. I bless your childhood, your teen years, and your adult life. (laughs) Levi, I bless you with a long and fruitful life. Levi, your your name means united. or also joined in harmony. Levi, you are a brave one who will walk in unity and in the spirit of reconciliation as you speak those things that aren't as though they are. Declaring what is unseen is greater than what is seen. You will be unoffended by the world around you and what they think or what they believe. Your hope and faith in the one true God will be the message of your life. Levi, you will be the wisdom for your generation as you speak words of hope and of sonship. There came... There came a sent one from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe in him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. John 1, 6 through 8. Levi Emerson Senich, I remind you this day that you are the beloved son of Corey and Leanne, and they are well pleased with you. (laughs) I in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Okay, just the next 10. Nah, just kidding. Let's stand and let's bless them. Just reach your hand out towards them. God, thank you. These are your beloved children. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, would you love them? Would you lead them? Would you bless them? Would you fill them? And let them know your grace and your peace. And we uh, bless these families to be within that grace and peace and give it away in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, you guys can be seated. We love babies.
2: All right, good morning. My name is Adam Kasel, I'm the vision and administration pastor here on staff. This may have been like the most active stage we've had in quite some time. Seeing all the parents, you can always tell the parent of a young child because even when they're not holding anybody, they're just they're doing this. You know, they've got a, a newborn to a three-year-old. Parent calisthenics. Uh, again, for those of you who who weren't here at the very beginning, happy Mother's Day. We, we love and celebrate all the mothers in this room. We are gonna, we're going to pray for you in just a moment. Uh, but fun fact about church attendance and Mother's Day. Mother's Day is the third highest church attendance Sunday throughout the year, behind only Christmas and Easter. So we pad our staff by ha- having child dedications to make sure we got uh, a bigger than usual crowd. So welcome to all the families who are, who are with us this morning. Well, I want to invite all the moms in the room to stand up. We, just, we want to pray for you, bless you. Uh, being a mom is a, is a special calling from the Lord. And so just receive this prayer and blessing for you this morning. Our Lord and God, bless every mother and every grandmother with your finest spiritual blessings today. Confirm in her heart and spirit the work of her hands and the love that she has so freely given to those under your care. Validate her worth daily, so she has no reason to doubt whether she is loved, valued and cherished in the eyes of her heavenly father. Create in her a deep sense of your protection and trust so that worry and fear will disappear as she places her loved ones into your care. Let her know that every prayer she has prayed and every encouraging word she has spoken on behalf of her children and grandchildren has been transformed into a sweet, fragrant offering before your throne. Whisper deep within her spirit and sweet words she longs to hear from you, that nothing can ever separate her from your love help her to nestle daily into the promises let her know that you reward faithfulness but that the true success doesn't lie in her accomplishments or accolades let her rest in the knowledge that she has done all she can and that she and those she loves truly belong to you bless her with a servant spirit so she can teach her own the joy of hearing one day well done let her joy be contagious, let her passion be pure, and let her life overflow with all the blessings she deserves on special days and on every day of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, We also are aware that uh, Mother's Day can um, be bittersweet or even, even a hard day, and so we want to pray for those of you. I'm not going to ask you to stand But if this day um, is a challenging day, or like I said, or even bittersweet, whether it be because you don't have the relationship with your mom or your children that you desire or you long to be a mom and for whatever reason are not yet, we want to pray uh, for you as well. Or maybe you recently have lost your own mother. And so um, if this isn't you, but you know of somebody for whom this might be a a hard day as I pray, I just ask that you would hold that person in your mind or your heart uh, before the Lord. O God of all comfort, some days feel too hard. We're hurting, struggling, fighting fear and worry at every turn. Thank you, in the midst of it all, you haven't left us to fend for ourselves. Forgive us for doubting you are there. Forgive us for thinking you've forgotten. Forgive us for believing we somehow know the better way. You are fully trustworthy. You are all-powerful. You are able. You are Lord over every situation, no matter how difficult it may seem. You are the healer and will never waste the grief we carry today. You will use all things for good in some way. Anything is possible with you. Nothing is too difficult for you. We pray for those who grieve today. We ask for your comfort to surround those who weep. We pray for the peace of your presence to cover our minds and thoughts as you remind us, the enemy can never steal us out of your hands. He never has the final say over our lives. We are kept safe in your presence forever, whether in life or in death. We thank you that your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. We lay it all down at your feet, every burden, every care, believing that this is the safest place for it to be. We love you, Lord. We need your fresh grace in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I am aware of the time. I realize that today is a heavy brunch day. A lot of us have reservations. I will not go over. I've got eight minutes. So here we go. Eric, are you ready? <laughs> every culture uh, tells stories. Stories resonate deeply with us, and, and every culture has their own elements to a story. We, we know that in every story that we read or watch, there's got to be a hero. And that uh, stand person has to overcome some challenge. There's also a villain standing in his or her way. Well, in the Bible, uh, they had ways that they told stories. One of those, uh, they used an element called a chiasm. So we've got a a picture that'll be up on on the slide. Uh, And so there's elements of each story. So there's these couple of elements that it introduces uh, it leads to the main point and then it repeats those first two elements again. so this I bring that up, not to impress you, uh, though I hope that worked. Uh, but because the passage we're going to look at this morning is a teaching from Jesus where he uses this element to help, his disciples remember his teaching. The reason they, they used this was because not everybody had their own personal Bible. So it helped them to remember the story and the different uh, things that the story was supposed to teach. So if you have a Bible with you, uh, turn to John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. So where we are in the, in the story is uh, this is in the upper room. Uh, It's part of what's called the Upper Room Discourse, one of the longest of Jesus's teachings, the other being the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 to 7. So this is the last time that Jesus is with his disciples uh, before he's going to go to the cross. And so John 14 verses 15 to 21, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me but you will see me because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father. I also will love him and reveal myself to him. So the big takeaway from this morning, from this passage, is that the resurrection life that, that Jesus has made available to us brings us into a divine family. So the first part of that, of this family that Jesus brings us into is it's one of love and trust. So that, from verse 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Now, I want to touch on real briefly what Jesus is not saying, right? This is not manipulation. You remember those, the TV ads in the 90s where you know, challenging men, hey, don't tempt your, your girlfriend to do something she doesn't want to do and or pressure her and, and ladies, you don't have to give in. So in the one line, you'll do it if you love me. You remember that? So this is not Jesus saying, hey, if you, you'll keep my commands if you love me. He's not manipulating. This isn't about a future day of judgment where we stand before Jesus and we say, Jesus, I love you. You'll say, really? Did I see you keeping my commands? Because that contradicts what he said in uh, the Sermon on the Mount. It's not conditional, where it's, I will love you if you keep my commands. Jesus is not putting a a condition before us. Last, it's not a command. He's not saying, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Rather, what he is saying is, is this is how you'll know that you love me? If you if you keep my commands, that's love. I, I'm not gonna read it, but I'll encourage you to write this down and go look at 1 John 5, 1 to 4. I think is years and years of John meditating on this teaching, that Jesus' commands are not burdensome. Decades of learning to to walk with Jesus, he he realized Jesus' commands are not burdensome. My notes will will be on the website. I, I realize I'm going through this kind of quickly. The second part of this divine family that Jesus brings us into is the indwelling presence of the Spirit. Verses 16 and 17. Jesus says, I will give you my Spirit. He, he says something really crucial. He says the Spirit's been with you. He's been around you, but he's going to be within you. That's a huge shift. Prepositions matter. I was. He, he's with you. He's going to be within you. Jesus calls him a Paraclete. It's not a simple translation from the Greek into English, but. Say, saying he's going to be the same kind as me, be the same type of person as within you. how you knew me. That that's what the spirit is going to be like. Who's going to be dwelling within you? The last thing that I I'm going to touch on this morning is verse 18. As as we look at that that chiasm, we can bring that back up, Bjorn. That X this or C this is. This is verse 18. This is the main point of what Jesus is saying. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I'm coming to you. He's saying, I'm going to come, I'm going to take up residence. This is such a novel idea. They, they would not have heard this before both as faithful Jews and and even Greek uh, believers later on never would have thought of this, about a God coming to dwell within them. Friends, this is it. This is the gig. God with us. Throughout Scripture, we, we see how crucial it was that God desired To be with us. In Genesis, the beginning, God walked with the man and the woman in the garden. As you go to the the final chapters of Revelation, and John sees this picture of the new heavens and the new earth, it's about God coming to be with us. That's what he longs for, to be dwelling with us. Israel was to be a people where God dwelled in their midst. For us today as the church, we're meant to be marked by God's presence individually and corporately. The promise that Jesus gives at the end of Matthew is is incredible. I will never leave you or forsake you. We sang multiple songs about God's holiness and his worthiness. And that, he, that, that that's the God that wants to dwell with us, to be with us. He's the one who makes us clean. That the worst thing we've ever done, thought, or felt has been dealt with It's no longer a part of us. That what Jesus did, as we, as we trust that and allow the Holy Spirit to take up residence, makes us clean. The Lord wants to take up residence in our hearts, in our minds, if we're open to that. This isn't about losing ourselves, but actually becoming fully who he created us to be. That along the way, as life happens, we can forget about And think we're no longer worthy of. But what Jesus has done. Saying that nothing we've done in the past. Can undo what he wants to do. In our lives. Because we're no longer orphans. Our creator God dwells with us. And in us. Now the rest of this passage that we looked at is Jesus just further elaborating about uh, his presence and the Father's presence with us in the way that the Spirit was, and that uh, further developing this idea of love and trust and how as we love God and trust him, we experience his presence more in our lives. So if you want to uh, read that, as I said, the, the notes will will be on our website. And so this morning some questions for us to think about. One is, where in our lives do we feel orphaned? Where is it that maybe we're believing the lie God has left us or forsaken us? Another question, is there, are we open to experiencing more of his presence Within us, because he's not gonna force himself on us. That's not how he works. So to ask, am I open to experiencing more of his presence with me? Or as I think about the what Jesus the life that Jesus has invited me into, do I see his commands as a burden? Is there something within there that I'm not holding fast to, that the invitation to love God and to love others and to do the things that Jesus did, do those feel like a burden or a joyful invitation to join with him? So Wesley, if, if you're here, can come play. Anybody on forward? Ministry team, um, who's here, if you could come forward. What I strongly felt uh, this morning praying, um, something for us to respond to is that today is meant to be a day of comfort. that if there's any area of your life that feels uncertain or even tumultuous, but there's an opportunity for us to experience God's comfort in that area of our lives. Our teams are happy to pray for any need that you might have. So if what I said doesn't, doesn't resonate. If you want to um, come get prayer for a physical, emotional, or, or spiritual need, our team would love to, to pray for you. If, Um, If you have any big decisions coming up that you just feel like you need God's wisdom and guidance on, our our team would love to pray for you. So we'll give you a a moment uh, to respond.